When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Show with Dan Mader, giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. So I went through and I asked the panel three to five guys that we had that we were not as big on, according to ADP or ECR, whatever you wanted to go off of, that we think might put you in a pitfalls kind of spot when you go into your and when you go into your fantasy football drafts this weekend maybe you want to wait on them see if they fall a little bit further or just avoid them all together scott i'd love to get yours first all right i'm gonna start with james connor you know a lot of people are still looking at him as like a top 18 to 20 running back i am ranked number 26 on rotoballer.com uh a lot of people talk about oh last year he played really well uh when they had quarterback issues, but I don't see that repeating. I think the Cardinals can be the worst team in the NFL until Kyla Murray comes back and opposing defensive coordinators have spent, they spent, especially in the division all the time in the off season, watching film and realizing Connor's going to be the only offensive game in town. And there's just not going to be consistent touchdown opportunities. I think he's stuck in a bad offense and there's been durability issues. I'm not big on James Conner at all. Give me Alexander Madison every day of the week. Uh, James Cook, and I want to caution that I do like James Cook, okay? But I have him ranked 30th at running back. I know he's looked great in the preseason, camp clips, everything, looking like a feature back. But once the season starts, Damian Harris is going to be a factor, and Josh Allen's going to still rush. He's not going to get any consistent goal line opportunities. He'll get some here and there. And I like him. You know, he, when they drafted him last year, this was the type of pass receiving versatile running back that fits into the offense they were missing. I don't hate James Cook. I'm just a little lower than everybody else on him. Rashad Penny, also who we talked about before, I'm not even spending a draft choice on him. He ripped off a 17 yard run in the preseason. Everybody, oh, look at Penny. He can be really good when he's healthy. Unfortunately, I never wish for players to get injured. But as the late great Chris Dolman once told me when I worked with him, he said, Scott, some players are just more injury prone than others. It's in their DNA, and that's the unfortunate fact with Rashad Penny. I, be, I feel like Penny's in a committee, and he's going to be a wasted fantasy draft pick because he's not going to get consistent work, and he's going to get in, injured. Also, you know, people have taken Tyler Algier as kind of like a later flyer. I just really see him as a change of pace back, and I can't see how he fits into my fantasy scenarios at all unless I have him as a handcuff to Bijan. Just to me, he's he's not worth a draft pick at all. You know, I'd rather take a late crack on Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, I totally agree with you on those, especially those last two points, because with Rashad Petty in particular, this was somebody going into training camp. I liked where he was going as a flyer pick, as a guy that I didn't care if you only played six or so games that was going to use you while I could. And now all of a sudden you get a report about somebody who I'm going to talk about in the next segment 
breaking in and getting most of the work. And there's just, they're still in a full-blown committee thing. And we're not going to see maybe Rashad Penny get the early down work like we thought he was going to. So he's somebody who's completely dropped off my board. I agree with you. Algier is just, he's no more than, than a handcuff either. Uh, so yeah, totally like those pitfalls there. These are guys that you just, there's not much upside. And that's what you want to avoid. Chris, let's get your list. Yeah, so I'm going to go with a little higher than you guys are, and I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs to start off with. I don't see this guy as the RB13. I know everybody has the hype and loves what he brought you know, from Alabama to Detroit. I know they spent the draft capital on him. They also saved David Montgomery. We saw last year they're going to rotate two backs. Gibbs isn't necessarily going to be an easy target to involve because his passing attack has a lot of underneath guys already. St. Brown kind of eats there. Tight end's going to eat there. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how do you continue to manufacture this guy touches week in, week out. You know, DeAndre Swift was very efficient with what he did, was effective with it, but he still wasn't as going in RB13. So for me, that's somebody that's a little too high for me. Um, right off of, after him, <clears throat> number 14 is Damian Pierce. A lot of people love Damian Pierce, I think, off of last year. He scored four touchdowns. I know I keep hearing much rhetoric about the new offense and they're going to involve him in the passing attack. He's not very affluent pass catcher, doesn't really have the hips to get. He isn't going to be a guy you can flex out in any kind of capacity. So I think this guy is a very limited guy. I think Singletary is going to be rotated in that backfield, probably even Mike Boone at some points. Uh, we know that you know teams like Miami, teams like San Francisco have a history of rotating those backs, usually sometimes three deep. So he's a guy I think is a little too rich for my blood. And then finally, I'm going to go with <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Um, the other hype guy of the offseason is – David Achain, the guy who's third on the running back roster right now for the Miami Dolphins. I know nobody likes Raheem Moser. I know, like Scott kind of said earlier, not the sexy guy out there, or Jeff Wilson Jr. is not the sexy guy out there. But this is a third guy on the back. I Last time I heard this last year was similar to James Cook, where he got all his hype about James Cook being so good, and he was a third back on the team. So I think the Achain has a lot to kind of overcome. The injury recently is not going to help. So he's a guy I think is going a little too high for my blood, especially over his two backfield guys. To start over. One thing, if you don't mind me saying, Pierce is actually a guy that I like because of the way that he runs. He actually has Marshawn Lynch-like qualities in his sheer determination and the way he battles through tackles. He just he, He's such a determined runner. I love watching him. That's a challenge from Scott to you there, Chris. <laughs> Chris, you can rebuttal on the showdown. Well, I think to myself, I think, you know, I like the Marshall Lynch comparison, how he runs in his style, but I think that also caught up with him last at towards the end of the year, Ian Pierce was running on fumes and he really wasn't producing for fantasy owners. So I think this is a guy that maybe the running style catches up with him a little bit while the other guys will probably get rotated in there this season. Yeah, I think in year two, you learn from that, you know, especially as a pro. And he also got banged up. I think that was that was a big part of it. I, I don't I don't see Devil Devin Singletary as a major threat. This offense is going to be better. For the first half of the season, he was a he was a very good fantasy running back. I just I like what I see on film from Damian Pierce, and I'm willing to bet on it. You, you get him as like a like a 22nd running back as a number two. If I'm gonna wait. Uh, you know, I start zero RB if I wait for my second running back. I, I like Pierce. You know, I, I don't think I don't think he's going to be an RB one, but I, I the, the kid just runs with a lot of passion, and I I I just really like what I see on film. 
I'll jump in here because I actually have Chris. You took two of my guys. You took Devon A. Chain, took Damian Pierce. It's one of your pitfalls. He is one of my guys. Now, Scott, I like what you said there. Can you give him as your RB 22? Because my problem is, and the reason why he's on my pitfall list is his ADP is at RB 18. So you're expecting him to be a mid-level RB2 with RB1 upside with where people right now are drafting him. And that is kind of my problem. I do think Devin Singletary is enough to be annoying. Not enough to derail, but enough to be annoying. And this system with Bobby Slowick before the 49ers at Christian McCaffrey, they didn't throw the ball to the running back. Hardly ever. I don't know if he's going to come in here and take what he learned at the end of last year when they got CMC or go back to what he had been groomed to do when years before, which is they run the football and throw the ball down the field rather than at the line of scrimmage. I worry about those things. I have Damian Pierce actually ranked as my RB 26. I don't see the high upside. I see a good strong floor, but it's going to be a bad offense on top of it with not a lot of scoring opportunities in my book. Yeah, I, I think that, He's going to be very important in terms of pressure, take, taking pressure off the rookie quarterback. And when you're talking about 18 to 22, I'm not, I'm not factoring him as a receiver. When I get down to 18 to 22, I'm not necessarily looking for those virtual dual threat types. I'm, I'm looking, looking for somebody who can be solid and dependable and has a little bit of upside. And that, that, that's why I think Pierce is, I think he could, I think I think expectations on him are lukewarm, and I just think as a pure football player, he can exceed expectations. I think the point of all this is in the ADP again, make sure you're getting him at the right value. That's more we caution more so than anything else. Uh, we get Chris, you did mention Devon A. Chain. Yes, he got injured. That's going to put a damper on the whole thing anyway. But leading into this thing, I mean, the guy was going as what RB 60 or no, I'm sorry, RB 40, I believe. People are just getting high, just getting high on Devon A. Chain. This is a guy that I like his talent, but he doesn't pass protect. He's going to be in a three way committee. He's going to probably be on the back end of that three way committee. Uh, probably be a specialty guy. And when you're talking about all that, I see a guy that maybe, maybe gets six to eight touches a game. When are you going to play a guy in fantasy getting six to eight touches a game in his rookie year? I don't see it. So I'm with you on the whole Devon AJ, although it could be a moot point. Scott, you want to get in there? Well, he's 5'8", 188, so he's not going to be a feature back. He's bigger than Deuce Vaughn, but he's still not a feature back. Uh, a lot of running backs are bigger than Deuce Vaughn. That's why I, I admire him, but you know, that's another story. Um the thing with a chain, though, is I don't think it'll be six to eight touches a game, and here's why. That offense is built on speed. He was the fastest running back at the combine this year. He fits that offense ideally. None of the other running backs are really good pass catchers, and none of them had that speed. True, he's going to be in committee, but I like him in best ball because I think there's weekly upside, and – the unpredictability is what would concern me and why he's going where he is and why he's like my number 44 ranked running back. I'd rather have Zach Charbonnet. I'd rather have Jamal Williams than him, maybe even Damian Harris. But there's going to be weeks where he's going to spike. Like out of 18 games, he's going to have four or five spike weeks and people go, man, I should have started Damian Pierce this week. But, but that, that's the thing. Are you going to know when to start them when it no, comes to Von A-Chain? No. And, that's, and that's why. But when I, you're playing with bye weeks and injuries and stuff like that, you, you plug them in and you hope for the upside. 
Yeah, that's why I do. I am with you on the best ball thing. The best ball, I'm more willing to take a shot. My other guy that neither one of you mentioned that I have as a potential pitfall when you're going into your drafts this year, and that's Travis Etienne. I have him ranked as my RB18. He's being drafted as the RB12 right now. ECR has him at RB13. And I just don't like what's setting up. It's setting up with flashbacks to Miles Sanders and what Doug Peterson did to Miles Sanders. I feel like he's about to do the Travis Etienne, where I'm finding guys for the hell of it to rotate in there one way or another. Now, while I'm not a big proponent of Tank Bigsby at the goal line because I watched his tape in college and I don't see a lot of power in finishing, that does seem to be the role they're at least going to give him the first crack at. So now you're taking potential touchdowns in the red zone away from Travis Etienne. In preseason, and I know it's just preseason, season but it's all we have to go off of so far and it does lead back to last year to Michael Hasty still coming in on third and logs so they're taking away some pass uh pass prowess there potentially for Travis Etienne on a, who's already on a team that only threw the ball to the running back 14 percent of the time so you already have a limited amount of RB targets to go around to begin with I like Travis Etienne I like his talent I like his offense Doug Peterson's about the Peterson this thing up. And that's why for me, Travis Etienne needs to be more of a mid-level back in RB2, not a guy I'm drafting with the hopes that he can be a low-end RB1. Chris, what do you think about that? Yeah, I can't argue strongly against it. I definitely see the logic. My only difference is that I do think the Jacksonville offense is going to be better than it was last year. And I think as a result, when you saw him kind of take over that backfield, James Robinson got moved to the Jets. He, he really did shine out. Now, he didn't catch the ball I kind of expected him to. That's going to depend on kind of this progression. Is Trevor Lawrence going to be able to check the ball down, or is he going to continue to you know push the ball down the field? I do agree with you. Historically, Doug Peterson kind of has different rotation guys that he rotates in there. I also agree that Tank Bigsby is not going to be the guy who necessarily has to be out there in the inside the five, inside the ten, because it's not going to necessarily show that he has his strong suit. He's a good back. I think they're going to rotate both these guys in the backfield. I think Travis Etienne can be right around that range. Now, I don't think he's you know as high as 12 in my board, but I do think it's not necessarily you know a stretch that he could finish there. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I think with Etienne, I think there's a lot of mouse to feed. Is I hate using cliches, but you know <laughs> it applies here. There's a lot of a lot of mouse to feed on that Jacksonville offense. That said, when you get past the top 13 running backs, you know, with Gibbs at 13, there's a drop-off there. And I'll usually pass on ETN in the fourth round and maybe wait till the sixth and get Miles Sanders or something like that or get Madison. But to, to me, ETN so talented and so versatile, it's not about volume. If you're drafting him, it's about efficiency. He's the kind of guy where if they don't overwork him, I think they're thinking that he can make the most – of every touch and that's what you have to count on is efficiency miles sanders is pretty efficient at five yards of carry and he still finishes a back end rb2 most of the yeah. time and that's not bad but to your point i like what you said about the tier you instead of drafting travis etienne my draft and alexander madison a few rounds later and that's kind of where i'm at where i put him right with those guys where i see more of an upside pathway maybe because of the volume late before a madison type a miles sanders type this year just guys are all kind of meshed around that same area where i'm not going to pull the trigger again on a guy who's adp right now is a back-end RB1. So that's just kind of why he winds up being one of my pitfalls. But let's get into these sleepers. <laughs> 